0: Welcome to another edition of the RJ Bell's Dream Preview MLB edition. This is episode 16. My name is Taylor Ringle. My co-host Griffin Warner is here. Griff, 16 episodes in. We have a ton of baseball we've covered so far this season. And we have a ton of more bets and a ton of more games to break down in this episode. How we doing, brother? How we doing?
1: Oh, we're doing great. Dalton show just hit a home run. He did miss first base. I hope he turned around and hit. Yes, he did.
0: <laughs> Let's go. D-backs betting. Five. Let's go.
1: You know, uh, best bets went one on one last week, which uh, is an improvement. And I got to say now, mine was the winner. So I think I have a three game lead on you, Taylor. You got a long way to go. I think we're now in a mid season podcast, considering it's the middle or end of May. You know, we've been We've been slanging this for a while, and uh, also to everybody who's listening, you got to give it up to Taylor, who's fighting through a little COVID infection uh, to, to right. do this podcast tonight. So, if you any, if you guys had any doubts about the dedication of RJ Bell's MLB edition Dream Preview, we're dreaming, we're previewing. That's what we do. You know
0: they they you know what they call me they call me the Cal Ripkin of MLB betting podcasts. They, they call me Cal Ripkin. <laughs> well, fight
1: 16 episodes. I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sure we'll get a poster in the hall of fame somewhere. Almost. Um, I'll, I'll get there. Okay. So uh, series spotlights as we do every week, I'm going to lead off with this one. I'll take the, uh, the Padres visiting the San Francisco giants, which is uh, a, a big contest for the NL West for playoff positions. I know that we both, uh, you didn't have the Padres making the playoffs uh, yeah. preseason, which I still, I think I've been gravitating towards that call and liking it more and more by the day, um, they had a kind of up and down series in Philly, got a good win today. You Darvish finally got some outs, um, though I guess he's been okay this year. Giants are, are I guess, one and a half games back, um, thanks to, to just two back in the win column. So This is a big series for the Giants, who have been pretty disappointing in my humble opinion. Um, but looks like a pretty good series coming up. I think the Giants at home are a really, really tough team. And I, I feel like if I'm the Padres, I want to go in there and just take one of three. What are you thinking about that series?
0: This is a very competitive series. This was I, I was I had, I had this series and another series, and you beat me to it. But I'll tell you this though, and I looked at I was looking this up little information. I was looking up what uh, the Padres have done this year as underdogs, and in tonight's uh, matchup, Friday's game, they're starting off as an underdog. And I am pretty sure they'd maybe be an underdog maybe the whole series. Um, they're seven and twenty three went on the road as an underdog in their last 30 games. So Not great. Not great. I I take that into account if you are betting on this series, which, look, there isn't that many great series this weekend when it comes to competitive matchups. You could say the Phillies and the Dodgers are another one, but the series that I'm going to go with right now is the Yankees and the White Sox. The Yankees just came off a loss against the Baltimore Orioles on Thursday, a walk-off home run, not the way you want to end a road uh, series against a team, a winnable team, a winnable um, winnable games against a team like the Baltimore Orioles, but they will be going back to New York and facing a White Sox team that has been playing better. And if you're a White Sox fan and you like betting on the White Sox, this might be a little tough matchup for you. And I saw something about Aaron Hicks. This is a guy that I think the Yankees should get out of the lineup right away. You know, and, and Joey Gallo, there is guys that are going to be in the lineup for this weekend that are going to struggle. So if you do have a little faith in this White Sox team, maybe you want to bet on them. It's just the pitching matchups for the White Sox aren't the best. It's Dallas Keuchel in game one, Johnny Cueto in game two. And as of right now, there's a TBD for Sunday's, Sunday's matchup. But that, those are the things I would take into account. Um, I'm seeing I'm is. seeing Dylan Cease for Sunday, which Ooh, that's great. They,
1: based on those two first two starters, I feel like they need Dylan Cease more than anything to I potentially agree. avoid a sweep because that is not a matchup you want to see. Especially because it looks like the the Yanks are starting some of their their best starters too.
0: Yeah, it's uh, Nestor Cortez for Friday's game, and then Severino for Game Two, and then Jamison Tyone in Game Three. So, look, yeah, that there's looks, a lot of looks many like great Sunday series. for me. Yeah, Sunday White Sox maybe if they're. I'm thinking the same way. Dylan Cease is turning into a sleeper pick for maybe a Cy Young as of right now. The guy's been dealing, so you want you want to get into these Fridays matchups? Yeah, I mean we can do whatever you want. The last thing I'll say before
1: we move along is Dylan Cease did strike out a million Yankees, but they hit him pretty hard. I feel like just a week ago, so that's a little scary. But but without further ado, we'll get into Friday. Going to go game by game. Best bets coming at the end. Start with Arizona at Chicago, uh, the Cubs, that is, because we know the White Sox are going to the Bronx. Uh, we have Umberto Castellanos. Uh, I'm guessing on his first name. It might be Henry. Uh, but Castellanos at Kyle Hendricks. Currently Kyle Hendricks, a minus 126 favorite, no total, because Wrigley waits to see the wins. Um, <laughs> Hendricks, I got to say, up and down season. Uh, I'm not really sure what we're going to get from him on any given day. Uh, but I and Castellanos has been pretty good so far. Um I, you know, it's tough. I'm always looking to back underdogs. I don't know that Castellanos is one of those that I want to go for here. Hendricks has been good enough for me so far.
0: What do you think? This Arizona team, like I mentioned on the last podcast specifically, has been extremely impressive. And the part that's been most impressive as been has their starting rotation has been somewhat lights out of the last two to three weeks. We're seeing guys with low ERAs, but Castellanos is not one of them. A 4.15 one 5 ERA. With an Arizona with a diamond with a Cubs team, excuse me, that is slowly starting to improve. Just a week ago, they had nine wins. And this is almost a disappointing team. And now there are six games under five hundred. Things might be going the right direction. But if I had to pick a team for this, I think I'm gonna go with the Diamondbacks in this one. I think they're just kind of starting to impress a little bit. Um, it's a division that's gonna be really impossible for them to win and even compete in. But as of right now, the on are impressing me. They, they've they been playing well for the last
1: few weeks. Next we'll go to the Cardinals visiting the Pirates. Uh, we have Adam Wainwright on the mound at Zach Thompson. Looks like Waino is a minus 152 favorite on the road. Total is eight. That's a big, big number for me. I mean, I'm sure that Wainwright's probably going to go six innings, give it the, the two or three runs, get that quality start locked up and then turn over to a St. Louis bullpen, which I feel like, is a strength at this point, though they still have a lot of big arms that don't really hit the strike zone very much. I don't really have a lot on Zach Thompson, and I feel like the Pirates are, are going to be one of those teams that maybe got off to a little bit better start than their, their team and their talent can really hold up the rest of the season. Uh, I'm not even sure there was a good start, but uh, I'm just I'm not really a fan of the Pirates in general, uh, though this number is pretty huge.
0: The Cardinals just came off of a walk-off loss against Pete Alonzo, Polar Pete the polar mm. bear in the New York Mets on Thursday, it was a bomb and you need a big W against a team that a winnable team like the Pittsburgh pirates. I love Wayne. I've always been a, a way supporter supporter on this podcast. I'm going to go with Wayne on this one. Yeah. Can't blame you.
1: Next we'll go with a division rivalry. I guess we got a lot of those going on this weekend. Uh, Atlanta at Miami, we've got Charlie Morton at Trevor Rogers, both Starters got off to kind of weaker starts this, this season. Um, Chuck Dogg's been kind of turning around lately, though. He's been a lot better, whereas Trevor Rogers has been, uh, I think, hit and miss, but a little bit more miss for the, from the batter's point of view of late. Uh, curly Morton is a minus 120 favorite on the road with seven and a half over under, which I feel like that, that total seems to a little bit high for that ballpark because there's not a lot of ways to do damage unless you're just stringing hits on hits on hits together. Um, and I got to say, I think both these starters are maybe a little bit undervalued right now. Uh, you got to, got to pick side or total here.
0: I definitely agree that both these guys have been a little undervalued. I mean, for the sole fact that they both started extremely slow and extremely poor to start off, including Charlie Morton specifically, yeah. but I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Trevor Rogers here in the Marlins. Last time I've been on the Marlins, I want to say it was Sandy Alcantara a few weeks ago, or a few podcasts ago. He absolutely dealt and, um, you know what this, this lineup is, is little shitty, but they do have their moments, but I'm going to say that, uh, Trevor Rogers is going to have a nice outing. Yeah. I think he, he kind of
1: was a little bit weaker towards the end of last season, but has, and then didn't start this year off great, but I think he's kind of turned it around lately. And, uh, you know, I, I don't hate it. Home dogs, especially the Marlins seem to play a lot better and score a lot more runs in that park, which is a little bit surprising because you'd think they'd hit anywhere else better. Um, they do at home. Next, we'll go Dodgers-Phillies, another one of our almost series spotlights for this weekend. Uh, we got Julio Urias at Rangers Suarez, currently Urias, minus 138 favorite on the road, over under his nine. and I feel like it's a monster total uh, for two pretty good pitchers. Uh, you could say that they both pitch the contact a little more than you'd want in modern-day baseball, but this year's ball <laughs> isn't really carrying uh, I think my, co- my co-host is dying on me over there. Uh, okay, to. nope. See him again. He's still alive. <laughs> got to check in with him because COVID's, uh, COVID's real out in the streets these days. Um, I think I got to say, Ranger Suarez, you know, he's, he's gotten off to the slow start. A lot of these pitchers did. Who Urias did as, as well. But Ranger's been good, for, pretty good lately. And I, I like him as a home dog because I feel like when you're facing the Phillies, you want to have a lot of swing and miss stuff. And I don't really think Urias has that. Um if if the coffin fit stops over there, do you think uh you think the Phillies have a shot here?
0: Yeah, I want to apologize to all the listeners. I am battling through COVID, no joke. Um, and I am coughing, and I'm pulling the mic away, so you might hear a cough deep in the background, and I apologize. But anyway, I'm gonna go with Julio you, Uris. So okay, he he's yeah. been he's been dealing. Um, and the battle of the lefties. There's not many lefties in this Phillies lineup, but I think that kind of doesn't. Matter in this case of how pitch how how well Julio has pitched this year, ZRA is at eight, even three. It is a big problem, unfortunately.
1: If you did take the Phillies, because the Phillies bullpen against the Dodgers Garbage. bullpen is a a scary scary <laughs> matchup. If right. you're if it's going to be tight late, so that probably means the Rangers for has got to have a pretty big lead. Next we'll go with the Nationals at the Brewers. Eric Fetty at Eric Lauer, battle of Eric's uh, minus one seventy eight. Lauer at home over under is eight and a half. Eric Lowers, one of the biggest surprises of the season. Turned it on the end of last year and has been really good to start. Eric Fetty is just always a pitch of contact guy. I don't like the Brewers,
0: but uh, I don't like the Nationals either here. Me neither. Yeah, the Na- Nationals are, are – um, I mean, look, we- we're even talking now, as of yesterday, Juan Soto could be a potential trade piece. So the Nationals really have no idea what they're doing. And Eddie Fetter, I, I remember when he came up, everyone got it. A- got pretty excited about him do you remember that griff when everyone thought he came up he was going to be you know pitching alongside scherzer the team was got to be kind of pretty good and he really hasn't turned out to be anything so <laughs> i'm going to go with the guy lower that who's actually been pitching very, fairly well in uh from milwaukee
1: yeah uh i did fall in love with a eric Fetty under earlier this year and oh, i eric. wish i had so i'm gonna yeah that was disappointing next we'll go to the uh to the mountains for the Mets and Carlos Carrasco visiting Herman Marquez. Currently Carrasco is a minus 130 favorite over under his 10. Uh, I guess they're projecting a fair amount of runs out that West. Um, Mets with a good comeback win today. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm still a little bit. I'm not sure I'm trusting C- Cookie Carrasco right now, how, how do you, but I don't like Marquez either. What do you feel? I saw Cookie Carrasco on
0: Sunday. You did? He, he, um, he didn't pitch horrible, but he didn't pitch great against a struggling Mariner lineup, which they ended up winning that game 8-7. I'm going to go a cookie, though, for the sole fact of how Marquez, his, I mean, look, you got to look at the ERA here. That ERA is inflated. We all know how hard it is to to pitch in course, which is definitely something to take into account. And the Mets offense has been extremely impressive so far this season, a lot of clutch hitting and a few guys in the lineup that have been playing pretty well. So um, I'm going to go cookie on this one in the New York.
1: Yeah, I mean, Mets are better. They spent more money on their bullpen, which usually says that you're a better team. I'm not sure that I love the Mets lineup, I got to say, but um, the Rockies do have some problems if it's close late, which uh, is unfortunately something you got to figure out because all these teams, they make it close late, even with big leads, as I felt with uh, Kenley Jansen's first blown save yesterday. Next, we'll go to my series spotlight, the Padres at the Giants. We got Sean Manaya at Jacob Junis, who's leaned into his slider quite a bit. The Giants just seem to change everyone and turn these, uh, whatever. They're, they find the diamonds in the rough. Currently, Junis, a minus 109, so slight favorite at home, over under a seven and a half. And I got to say, I feel like Manaya, this is the perfect park for him. Pretty big. He can uh, pitch the contact a little bit, keep the ball in the yard because it's hard to hit a home run and in San Francisco, especially at night. Uh, Jake Junis, I'm not really a believer in. I, I do think that there's a pretty big advantage for the Giants' lineup c- compared to the Padres, but I think Minaya is a much better pitcher, and I, I really like what I've seen from the the San Diego bullpen. I got to say so far this year. Um, what do you think about this one? As I already made it my series spotlight, I'm sure you got some some thing to say.
0: Yeah, just w- just seeing the research I did today about because I, I was looking at this too. I was like this. This matchup feels right. You know, she has an ICRA 174 right now, but the Padres lineup has been dealing. That has, excuse me, not the dealing has been raking. You have Eric Hosmer and Manny Machado having maybe career years. Machado last my I checked Machado was the rise of right now. They're the odds for a winning MVP. Machado was number one. So that is something to take into account, but seeing when the San Diego Padres in the regular season, on the road, the last 30 games as an underdog are seven and 14 and one in over unders this season. What the, they're the, on to these thirty games. So I'm gonna have to go with the road boys in the San Francisco Giants. Just seeing this matchup here. I, I gotta do the Giants in this pick. Ho-
1: home boys, Giants are home. But yeah, I mean yeah, so, so I, home I understand. Yeah, I feel like the Padres, their collapse end of last year, certainly it's explained a little bit by those numbers, but I'm um, going to look at that one, not sure that I'm, I'm playing it just yet. Now we move to the AL, we've got Tampa Bay at Baltimore, Jalen Beeks at Tyler Wells, currently Beeks a minus 144 favorite on the road, over-unders eight and a half, I imagine that's the bullpen game for the the Rays, I don't think Jalen Beeks going more than four innings, but the, the Rays have have shown that they're the poster children for bullpen games, and it working out, and they're still winning a bunch of games. I don't really see the Orioles, after an emotional win today, uh, coming back in and taking two in a row.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I That's all I have to say.
1: I totally agree. Sounds good. Next, we'll go to your series spotlight. White Sox at Yankees. Uh, Dallas Keuchel at Nestor Nasty. Nestor Cortez, currently Cortez minus 185. Favorite over-under is 8. That's a pretty big number, I got to say, for for Cortez, but how can you argue? I think he's got the second best ERA in baseball right now.
0: Yeah, 1.35 ERA, 49 strikeouts so far this season. Look, I know he's not the most, you, you know, perfect pitcher throwing 99, do 100, crazy break, everything. He is your finesse type pitcher throwing 90 miles an hour with a lot of movement. And Dallas Keuchel is not the Dallas Keuchel we saw when he was a Sia. It is clearly that's not the case anymore, and it's pretty obvious. He's a five-five-four year. I think one of his starts this year, he let up eight or nine runs to the Guardians. You know, he's just not, not my pick. I don't think he'll never be my pick, so I'm going to go with the Yankees at home.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Lefty pitching to contact against the, the Bronx Bombers in the Bronx doesn't sound like a good matchup Judge for me. Judge loves lefties. I, loves, love I Bet these. he does. He he loves them like he loves I guess he's vaccinated now. So we'll move on. Uh next up <laughs> the Tigers, Tigers at Guardians, Tarek Scuble at Aaron Savale. And I was gonna hope to make the Tigers my uh my best bet, but currently really? looking at Tarek Scuble minus one twelve favorite on the road, over under eight and a half. I just don't really think Aaron Savale is a major league level uh starting pitcher right now. There is a I think a bullpen advantage on the home team. So I'm not going to switch sides and allegiances completely and then pick the, the guardians. But um, I kind of say, I, I'm also still not sold on Terry school either. It feels like the tigers don't really know what they're doing in that organization.
0: I really like school. I, I have for a year, year or two. Now I like how he pitches. He mixes pitches really well. So far this season's not too bad. Three, two, two, five ERA. Savali on the other hand has been just been a, Batting practice machine. That's what he is. He just throws throws balls down the middle. He has a nine eight five ERA. Not what you want. North of ten is pretty crappy. Um, I'm definitely going go with the road squad here and the Tigers. Yeah, I'm hoping that'll move
1: to another dog by the time these these games off. That'd be great. Next, we got uh Ricky. Uh, uh, well, I guess no no line for this one. But Ray at Waka Waka coming off the IL. Uh, probably was a late announcement. We'll we'll skip then to the Minnesota Twins uh, with a former Minnesota Twins employee. Uh, got Devin Smeltzer at Daniel Lynch, uh, Nashville-based. I think I saw his wife last weekend. Uh, hey, not dog. saying anything sexual, just saying I saw her. Um, a yeah, friend saying. of mine said he knew who she was. And I was like, oh, I know who Daniel Lynch is. He gets bombed all the time. Uh, and currently, that makes sense based on the number, as Devin Smeltzer with uh, – the Rex specs is a minus minus one twenty six road, road favorite uh, over under eight and a half. I just don't Daniel Lynch had a lot of uh, hype on him as a prospect coming into the big leagues and he has not delivered on it at some good starts for sure, but a lot of really bad ones. Uh, and I feel like him going up against a lineup like the twins. though they're still pretty banged up. Uh, and I don't really get Devin Smelter being this type of favorite on the road, but I feel like the Royals aren't getting lined as one of the worst teams in baseball. And maybe they are.
0: Yeah, it's kind of weird. Ugh, look, we all know the Royals lo- roster in general has been struggling so far this season. The lineup is not great. But when you had Devin Smelter as a favorite, it seems a little sus, right, Griff? I mean, that's a little oh, yeah. suspect. No doubt, right? I mean, oh, yeah. S- Smelter is a ground ball type pitcher. He doesn't hit north of like 88. He was a great story. Uh, I think it was in 2020, I want to say. It was a great story coming in as a reliever and was kind of lights out. I think I'm going to go with the Royals here. I, Smelter's not really a great pitcher. He is more of a bullpen arm. I don't know what this type of game is going to be like for the Twins, if he's going opener style or not. I would doubt it. But I'm going to go with Dylan Lynch here in the Royals.
1: Yeah, I, I think we'll see Smelter probably get as far as he can, maybe three or four innings. But I got to say, if, if it's tight late, I, I still really – and probably why I bet the Royals too often is I, I do like the Staumont into – um Creating his name right now, but Stalmont, uh, that guy it, throws absolute ched Barlow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stalmont a <laughs> Barlow. I feel like it's a pretty good eight nine combo, and uh, they got Brents back there as well. You know, it, if it's tight late, I feel like the Royals are a team to back. The problem is you just got to make sure that they survive the early innings, and I don't know that Daniel Lynch can really do that. Next, we'll go Rangers at Astros, big time rivalry here in the state of Texas. Martin Perez, who uh, has definitely gotten hit hard mm-hmm. by the. Yashiro's in his career, but is off to a great start this season, leaning into a sinker and getting a ton of ground balls. Um, he's visiting Christian Javier, currently Javier, minus 158 favorite, over under his eight. You got any
0: interest in the Rangers? Because they that lineup's not great. I wanted to say this, and I maybe you can back me up on this. Isn't Christian Javier a reliever? I think he's
1: been a starter that they've been trying to figure out a role for him, and I feel like that's affected his development quite
0: a bit. I remember last year, he was actually pretty solid for them in the pen um yeah the rangers lineup is pretty booty cheeks it's pretty crappy <laughs> the the, the line the, the, the record 17 and 19 doesn't really tell you that this is a terrible lineup it really isn't that great i'm gonna back the astros i think that's kind of an, an easy yeah all one. right we got so. two
1: couple games left we'll go oakland who you talked about before the show with paul blackburn at the angels still seth who i guess is a pretty top-notch prospect that i didn't even know who he was, but it's nice that he showed up on the on the show twice, two Fridays in a row, I think. Currently still south minus 158 favorite. Blackburn, I, I guess over under eight. Uh, I know that
0: you got some you got some stuff on Blackburn. Go ahead. Yeah, Blackburn's been more one of the more some big biggest surprises so far this season. He's been absolutely lights out. I, I read a nice article about him being this kind of a guy coming out of nowhere pitching um. I wouldn't say prospect, but more a pitching uh, story, and for an Oakland team that really hasn't had a lot of great pitching, except for maybe Frankie montos But Paul Blackburn's four and zero, one six seven ERA. This will be one of his biggest tests so far this season against a Angels lineup that is one of the best in the league. I'm going to go Blackburn. Nice. Okay, <laughs> big big dog on the road. Um, last <laughs> but not least,
1: we'll sorry, go. I'm sorry, uh, sorry, all good. We don't have cough filters. We're uh we're you know we're we're getting through this anyway. You're you're doing a great job over there, partner. Uh, we'll go Reds at Blue Jays. Luis Castillo at Hunjin Ryu. Ryu on a second start off the IL? Uh, it's not a butt cheek this time. I think it's a quad or something like that. I don't know. I just feel like you might want to uh, hit a treadmill for once in a while in the offseason. season. <laughs> um, currently, Ryu a minus one eighty one favorite over under eight and a half. And I kind of say I really want to back. The reds here, Luis Castillo. I mean, he's coming off the IL. He got, I love he got it. started I love it. Late. Stop I love it. Stop laughing at me. Cause I I've watched Hyunjin Ryu get bombed so many times and yeah, like he went four and two thirds, gave up one run, but it wasn't impressive in his last start. I just, I it's probably not what I'm going to play, but I, if I had all the money in the world and uh, losing didn't matter to me, I'd be all over the reds. Maybe even a reds run line might, might make sense here.
0: I mean, ladies and gentlemen, we talk about the reds more than any team and guess I'm so proud of it because they're a laughing stock. And, um, this guy's not going to be on the team for too much longer. So maybe we should be picking him as long as he's a red. I don't know. Anyway, <coughs> I'm going with fucking Toronto. Uh, I'm go- uh, look at the fucking line. Griff. Look at it.
1: Yeah. It's just going to pay me extra money when I I know. I know. I'm
0: just like, you can't, <sighs> Ryu is not going to be in said, the that long either, which is going to be, and, and that Blue Jays bullpen is suspect too. I mean, we're dealing with, we're dealing, we're not dealing with a lot here.
1: I mean, we're talking about a really big favorite on a, on a Blue Jays team, which is not healthy. They've been dealing with a lot. I mean, they're not going to work counts. So I feel like you might even see more Luis Castillo than you think. The oh. problem is, is then you get to the Cincinnati bullpen. And now that Lucas Sims on the IL, I don't know who's going to close that game. So it's going to take me a little while to figure out if I'm really actually going to mess with that. Um, and we'll go now, I guess at that part of the show we'll go to our best bets and I'll lead us off considering I'm, uh, I'm three games ahead of you and you got a ways to go. I- I'm going to pick oh, Sean uh um, on the road you. at hey, there we go. I mean, <laughs> and-, and I got to say, I-, I do like, uh, I like Shawnee cause I feel like he's been adding some K's to his game. Uh, it's my series spotlight and you know, winner or winners get to go first. They lead off winners take in this, in this game that we're in. So I, I like currently Sean am minus minus one hundred one at Bet Online. Um, it's going to be a tight series for sure. I do like the the San Diego bullpen. I'm not really a big fan of the, of the Giants lineup right now.
0: Your turn. All right. Well, you went with that one. I'm going to go out of the stretch here that I might get rid of Hugh for, and I said the pick just before. But we take risk on this podcast, don't we, Griff? We, we take risk. We do. And with risk taking comes with. My Paul Blackburn pick. Oh. Yeah. I really like the pitcher, man. I really like what he's been doing. I know he's versing one of the hottest teams in the game. But this is a this is a big matchup for him to get everyone looking up Paul Blackburn and say, holy shit, a 167 ERA going into one of the hottest teams in the game <clears throat> and also trying to dice him up isn't easy either. So, you know, minus 157s <coughs> underdogs, I'm going to go with them. I'm going to enjoy watching them at night because guess what? I'm going to be isolated for five days. I can't do anything anyway. So might as well watch my guy, Paul Blackburn pitch.
1: You might as well start your fortune backing the Oakland AAA <laughs> athletics. Um, and, and you know, I, I'm wishing you luck. I, I know that, uh, Paul Blackburn showed some, some signs last year as well. Um, and you know, you got a, or kind of a, a young starter opposing him who, uh, the young guys seem to blow up more than anybody else. That's all you need is, uh, Get the A's ahead and watch uh, Danny Jimenez come in and, and lo- lock it down.
0: Yeah, we just gotta hope for the best, right? We gotta hope for the best that Paul Blackburn wins and I just get healthy because I'm getting pretty sick of this. Get get healthy,
1: partner. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, the real underscore G Warner Taylor. Give give your digits. Help people find you on there so you can type instead of talk.
0: That's that's right. We're not gonna talk them because my throat hurts. I have a lozenge in right now. You can follow me on Twitter at Taylor T A Y. L-O-R-R-I-N-G-O-L-D. <coughs> Last call for the episode. It has been another episode of RJ Bell's Dream Preview. My name is Taylor Ringold. My co host is Griffin Warren. We will see you kids on Monday. See you.